This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hello. Welcome to today's episode about making friends. The month of February is focused on connection. And Kelly and I want to talk today about how to make friends. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jess? I'm good. I'm so excited for this episode. And one of the reasons is I have been talking to my clients for years about the importance of relationships and connection. So I'm excited that I finally had a minute to sit down, put my thoughts on paper, and that you and I can talk about our tips on how to make friends. Yes. Yeah. No, I think this is a great, a great uh, topic because um, I think it's also a time to kind of reflect on not only making friends and how they came about, but just also kind of maintaining friendships too is another important part. And I would say, uh, you know, my story is, I don't know if that you have the same experience, but we had lived in three different states by the time I was 10. Um, four different places, maybe five different homes. So I find it really easy to make friends because, you know, we had to do it all the time. How about your experience? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, both of us were fortunate in that, um, you know, we had a good we actually had good role models of making friends too. Yeah, our, our parents, parents are, very are social. really good. Yeah, they're both very social. And um, we grew up in a very social family, even our extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that as kind of our foundation, making friends seemed a little easier. Mm-hmm. I always talk about, you know, we make friends very differently, right? Every time we moved, you would have what I would consider to be your best friend the first day you would come home or the first week of school, you had your person. And for me, I tended to float around and it took me a little while. Um, And so part of the fun part on this topic is even people who are listening is to think about your friendships and how you make friendships and, um, or how you make friends um, and what those friendships look like, right? Because everyone's friendships are a little different. And for me, I was always a little more um, careful and cautious about being about being vulnerable. That's what I was going to another say. Vulnerability is tough for you. Mm-hmm. However, correct me if I am wrong. You probably had less and longer friends than I did, because that best friend might not be my friend thirty days later, right? I don't know. Like, I had a lot of flash in the pan relationships. Still do. <laughs> How about you? No. You- um, I think about. Um, our friendships and like mine versus yours. I mean, you still are very close to your high school friend, best uh, friend, Julie. Yeah. Would you consider? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you were friends with her for a long time. I'm not close with my high school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep in touch with them, but we really grew apart in just how our lives are. And, um, you know, I think part of even going through this was me realizing how friendships are work 
to, and you've got to put yeah. the work in to maintain yeah. them. Too. Right, right. Uh, you know, interesting. My 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 longest and dearest friend Julie. Um, we were two of four people that moved out of Kansas, so that probably helped us stay connected because we also kind of moved away and had different life experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do work really hard to maintain my connections, but I do want to say it's so interesting seeing my kids go through this and seeing this happen with my daughter because I think she's like me where she's excitable. She's really friendly. She gets a friend. It's easier for her to be vulnerable. And then, you know, something happens and then she loses that friend because also the other person may not be as honest and vulnerable as you are. Yes. And it takes you a while to get to know them. And you're like, oh, never mind. I thought you were this way. <laughs> but you're not that way anymore. I know she's a freshman in high school, super excited, found a friend. Friend isn't who she thought she was. And you know, the big thing in school is where you're going to sit at the lunch table. Right. And so it's like, oh, I don't want to sit by that person anymore at the lunch table. What am I going to do about it? Um, and so I was telling her, Tell me about what you think of this advice, but like, it's not like the movies and books and TV where you have this friend and that person is your one and only and you do everything together. Even Julie, Julie and I had different interests. We didn't hang out all the time. I was texting her the other day and I was like, hey, we were in freshman high school. Do you remember doing this, this and this? And she was like, no, you did that. I was doing other things. So we weren't, we didn't do everything together. So I think there is a myth. And I love how it talks about that in the book, 14 Conversations to Have um, Before the Age of 14, just as far as like, that's a myth that you're going to have this best friend that's like the everything to you, you know? What are your thoughts on that? That there's not like necessarily this friend that's your every single thing ever. And you do every single thing with, you know, uh, relationships have their ups and downs. And sometimes you're hanging out with one person more than the other. Yeah. So I think I was reading, I, I was trying to do a lot of research on this topic. One of the things that they talked about was the the concept of you know, best friends and how just how that's kind of evolved into society um, as like needing to have one, um, even how it's like you have to have one, you can't have multiple, like the, just a lot of the kind of discussion about that, which I thought was interesting. Um, one of my friends so I'm wondering there's a gender aspect to it too. So one of my good friend's daughter is in third grade with Beckett and she is, it's a, it is a bit of a revolving door of a best friend, but there's always like a best friend status. Like you're not my best friend. You are my best friend. And, you know, she talked about like, how did that come to be? Um, her and I are a lot alike. We don't have a quote unquote best friend per se, or we're, we're not like, we don't have that we didn't always have like a best friend. We have a group of friends here and there. We have some close friends and some not as close friends. Um, and so, yeah, what what is it about like how kids are being, like how, how kids are growing up that there's this idea of a best friend? Well, and I talked to, so I was talking to, to my daughter Gabby about it. And I was like, I was really annoyed. There was a person I know where everyone's their best friend. They're an adult, right? They're like late thirties and they're like, even posting, love my bestie. This is my best friend, my best friend. To me, and I'm not saying this is the right way, but to me growing up, your best friend, you, there's one because the word is best, right? Yeah. It's the best. Well, there's one. And so when you're like, you're my best, you're my best, you're my second best, you're my best, best. What is happening? Why are there levels? 
And part of it is just the um, the way that the media plays yeah, out, like BFF. TV shows, right? Yeah, like right. Um, Punky Brewster, we grew up with, right? Yeah. Cherry was like her best right. friend. Um, cartoons, right? Batman and Robin. There's always this idea of a duo and a sidekick. Yeah. A yin to your yang. Yes. And it's false. And that's why I love when she talked about that in the the book, the 14, you know, 14 talks by age 14 by Michelle Eckard. And um, just kind of recognizing that that's not really how it plays out in real life. And that's what I was telling my daughter is that your friendships are going to evolve and grow and change as you get to know somebody or not who you thought they were. And that's okay. But also relationships take work and you have to, you know, text and call and invite them over. It's not just going to be this magical thing that happens. I think that really segues into what we're talking about and our framework for the tips today really come from our January book club, How to Be Well, um, the importance of connection um, and how um, we can make friends. So I think what's so important is to start with the intention I am open to meeting new people. I like it. I think that that is a great way to think about it in that even if I look at, if you look at friends that you have now and how some of those friends you can tell have a clear intention of like always meeting new people like myself, I'm always interested in meeting new people, but some of those friends I have aren't right. And so it's like being more conscious, like when I hang out with them, I'm much more social sometimes and I know that they may not be and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that is the best way to describe part of it is just being open to meeting new people. And what you're talking about, um, which is something that we talk about in the blog post, is that there would be rejection and to work to not take that personally. That's part of the process. That person might not have room for you right now. I remember my son always wanted to play with this little boy, and that was his best friend, and he always wanted to do playdates. And they were so little, right? The playdates were like with the parent too, right? They weren't dropping off. They were like three and four. And every time I tried to make plans with this person, it was very weird. And I, my friend said, I just don't think there's room in her village right now for new people. I thought that was so interesting. I don't know if you felt like that sometimes yeah. where it's like, I'm good, you know, like it's exhausting. I don't have room right now in my village. And so just trying not to take it personally, it doesn't always work out. That's okay. There will be rejection. Yep. Yeah. Very true. And also I think going on that where you might find a person interesting and you want to continue to learn more about them, but they may not feel the same in return. <laughs> and um, that has never happened to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it definitely happened. I'm thinking about I'm just kidding. for me um, <laughs> where I realize like maybe they, you know, I'm not bringing anything. I kind of think about it as like, what are you bringing to the table? Like I may not bring anything yeah. to the table for them. They don't see my value. And maybe they do later on. That's what I've noticed too sometimes or, you know, people are like standoffish when I first meet them. And then later on, they're like all of a sudden chatty and I'm like, nah, I already wrote you off. Um, I, yeah, I think about it more like you're not that person, not that you're bringing things to the table. That makes me sad. You're bringing a lot to the table, Kelly. What about the term, um, I'm just not their cup of tea? You know what I mean? It's yeah. 
It's just well, kind of you're like, using yeah. good phrases. And okay. also it's just like not, I think it's a great way to say they don't have any room for you in their tribe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, so we have an intention. We're working to not take it personally. You've got to do things, you know? So if you're really yeah. set, I feel lonely. I don't have friends. I just moved here. I don't like, I'm trying to have a better life and set boundaries and I want new friends, then I, you know, I know that we encourage you do something each week that will give you the opportunity to meet new people. Got to be an extrovert here. You got to put time in, talk to people that you're in line, Uh, go to the gym, talk to people, take a class. Don't be afraid to strike up a conversation. Yes. Which is linked to the next one, which is about um, being proactive, right? Mm if you do feel a connection with a person, you've got to put yourself out there, um, inviting them to hang out. Um, Brian and I met some new friends sort of this weekend. I mean, I had known the woman, but we kind of hit it off as a couple. And it's like, I, when I, when we left, um, the bar that we were at and they were there and I was like, Hey, we should exchange contact information. And the husband was like, yeah, we, we need to like get our families together and hang out. And it was like that, like being like putting ourselves out there. And I notice with me sometimes, um, I don't know if you do this where you're like, Hey, we should grab coffee sometime. And the person be like, Oh yeah. And then like walk off or others like, yes, totally. When are you available? Right? Like sometimes I'm, I put myself out there even to test if it's like reciprocated or not, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like strike when the iron's hot. Right. And like do the invite and follow through. And if they're weird, okay. Right. Move on. I think we're all really busy. And if somebody tell me that I would really forget about it. I need to be, pin down, you know, and like, you know, Hey, I know we said we're going to grab a cup of coffee. Um, what does your week look like? Yeah, exactly. I think you got to follow up. Right. So I, another friend I talked to, it was a very social bar outing I went to, um, where I was like, we should get together sometime. Or I texted her afterward and was like, Hey, great chatting with you. We should get together sometime. And she texted back like, yeah, we need to. And so I followed up and was like, what's a good day. Right. Um, keeping it going and following up and saying saying yes yes. yeah absolutely right like if you're invited to do something you gotta you gotta go do it i i think so many times and this is where i feel like we're all there's this is a fallout of like isolation of um the lockdowns and covid is not feeling like doing anything but once i'm out there i have a great time 100 so it's like yes get through the door and then you'll have a good time and remember right it's going to be uncomfortable we don't have to be comfortable all the time but this is the the growing pains of getting to where you want to be yes and i think kind of also like if you want to have a connection you can't just be talking about the weather right? You've got to transition from small talk to more meaningful conversations, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I think that is a hard one, um, depending on the social setting you can be in. And, and I think that's also hard sometimes because depending on what it is, if you're at a large gathering, it's hard to get to that meaningful conversation quickly to like build a connection with a person. And sometimes it maybe takes a couple encounters with them to really have that time where you can kind of build that meaningful connection. In fact, that goes back to the first one where I meet a person and they're like, not really interested in talking to me, Mm -hmm. where maybe multiple encounters with that person 
you know, I can put my charms on more mm-hmm. and they are, once you can have that meaningful connection with them, then it kind of goes from there. Yeah. And I want to give a couple examples. Um, I've lived in Vegas for almost 14 years, still meeting new friends. So here are some examples of my new friends. Um, I think as a parent, it's been very easy for me to meet friends. So at softball, at my daughter's practice, I was walking. Um, We were at a beautiful area and another mom said, hey, were you just walking? And I said, yes. And she said, next time you come to practice, let me know and I'll go for a walk with you. We were going for a walk and I was talking to her about a book I had just read and she um, read the same book and we had a lot of things in common and I found her number on like the team roster and texted her about what we were talking about. So we had a connection. I followed up. She hadn't been juicing. I sent a picture of my new juicer. And that is how I think that became a bridge for our friendship. Um, Another softball mom, hey, Janelle, I know you're a new listener. Um, They're new to the area. And um, we were talking, like, what were we talking about? Because we segued um, into something deep. Um, We were just... We all just went for a walk and I think I was just talking about um, moving my body and then she shared like a tiny snippet where I knew that we had a similar journey in our health and weight. So we kind of started talking about weight and stuff Mm -hmm. and we started talking about podcasts and I was like, I have a podcast and she was like, oh my God, I love podcasts. And that's where we had a connection. And I've also put myself out there. Um, She's super, super crafty. She does those resin glitter cups. She's like an incredible like artist. It's like amazing oh cool and um so she is crafty and i'm crafty and so i put myself out there again i must be like a weird stalker found her number on the roster and sent her a picture and said look at this cute thing i found you know so i do put myself out there you know and then that kind of helps with the connection and then in a non-mom way from the gym going to pilates mary you know mary ricciardi from warrior strong wellness um and her daughter cassie at cassie lynn social um both of them are from pilates cassie is a Pilates instructor mary was at pilates with me um one day i was kind of like oh i'm like really lightheaded and she was asking me what i had for breakfast and i was telling her i had collagen and she was like you have collagen what and we started talking about supplements and what we cared about turns out right she has her own supplement company um, and that is how we made those connections right so if I would have not been vulnerable and said oh I'm dizzy but I had you know seen her every morning hi how are you hi how are you you know nothing serious but then someone has to bridge you know blah 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 share your number hey can I get your number so those are examples of ways that I've made new friends within the past year Those are really awesome, Jess. And I think, um, you know, those are great uh, ways to think about how you even meet new friends by finding shared interests, right? You're doing something that you enjoy and you're sharing that moment with others. Um, Last week, I went out to dinner with a group of lovely ladies that I work out with. We have been working out, some of us, for over two, almost three years in some cases, and we never really went got together in a social setting. And a big group of us got together, and I was a little 
um, hesitant on it. I have a feeling everyone else was too, because you don't really interact with people in that more like social setting. But I said yes, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but we share the same interests of like wanting to, you know, go to the gym and take care of ourselves. And I think that's been part of what's been helpful in building that friendship. But having little conversations with each wonderful lady and getting to know them and having getting to have a meaningful conversation in dinner versus like when you're working out and you're just like oh how's your son on this or did you hear from the doctor on that and instead of like having a more having time to have a more meaningful conversation where you can build those bonds yeah absolutely absolutely i like the idea of going on an adventure with a new friend um yeah. and those shared experiences build stronger bonds i my husband and i are definitely a little more standoffish when it comes to friends especially couples friends um but I have one very good friend who I've been friends with for a very long time, but we really weren't close friends. And during COVID, we got closer and we ended up taking our kids on a trip together and it was a complete blast. And it definitely made us closer friends that we did that. We went on that adventure together. It was just two moms and two kids or four kids total. And um, it was a lot of fun, but that is something I have a really hard time with being vulnerable on is like, traveling with a friend. I mean, we had fun as sisters going to Cooperstown, but I don't travel with other people that much anymore. I, when I traveled for business or when I do, it's by myself, right? I don't have to worry about yeah. balancing that. I think friendships is tough in that not only do you have to put yourself out there, but it's a little bit of compromise. Nobody is you, nobody is like you. And so um, when it comes to thinking about things like there will be rejection, I think one of the other parts is that you have to kind of like go with the flow a little bit sometimes. Um, some think, people- And give it some time. I, yeah. I, so, so give it some time. Like it's kind of like, oh, um, we did this and I'm surprised at their reaction, but that doesn't mean you write them off either but and i think an adventure doesn't have to be a trip but it could be like like my friend carrie would talked about it um and we you know we've been friends a long time but like doing the do wine and yoga things. i was like have you seen reflexology yeah we did the wine and yoga i was like have you seen reflexology she's like yeah let's go do it and then there's like a salt room and we we're like oh and i know covid stopped us from this we need to get back on it but we were trying new weird you know like we both yes. want to try new things yeah it's like oh i really want to see what a salt room is but i want to go by myself yeah you know and so it's like we found out like oh my gosh you're doing meditation like let's go to this thing or you're doing yoga come to me you know come with um you're doing yoga come to my yoga studio with me so um yeah there or are even like, like that's, that's an i need a manicure do you need a manicure even putting yourself out yeah. there i mean people can say no and you can find another activity right um that will work yeah um, and I think it's important when you're getting to know the person to ensure that you're listening, right? Listen to what they're saying, you know, yes. don't just, and don't, it's going you know, to be like, well, you're quizzing them or it's an interview, but you know, show interest. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think about, um, we talk about on here, like thinking creatively. So part of this is like meeting new friends isn't, isn't just about like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I can't meet anybody else. I go to the gym, I have a couple friends there, but it's about kind of thinking creatively about different ways to um, make friends. So not only is it about being vulnerable to put yourself out there, but you have to put some work in. If you wanna make yeah. new friends, 
you know, do new things, try different things. Uh, I think one of the big things in Chicago that I noticed a lot of people had met there, even how you meet significant others is like running clubs or other things where it's like a regular routine thing and you slowly get to know people that way. Yeah, we have a lot of hiking clubs here, a lot of bicycling, cycling mm. clubs here. Um, I love you the idea. You should join a hiking club. I mean, not that you don't have enough time to do it. I was looking at that around here is maybe I can do a hiking club because I need some way to motivate me to hike. And I'm a little bit not interested in hiking by myself as much as I was before. Um, I would prefer to have an intimate relationship with one person to hike on than going with a big club, but whatever. I, I've hiked before with a lot of people and it's just, um, you know what it is, Kelly? <laughs> I am incredibly competitive. And if you go with the group and like people are like hiking way faster and way ahead of you, I don't feel good after and I lose focus on being in nature. <laughs> oh, I could totally see that. I mean, it's the same at the gym. If people are like, oh, I want to meet, meet new people and take a new class. And then you take a class and it's like, everyone's like 25 and they're like, no big deal. And I'm like sucking wind and trying not to be the last person. Right. Um, the focus shifts from your intention. You have to find things. So to your point, find things that work with. Know yourself. Yeah. But I love the idea. I'm serious. If you have a pet, which, you know, you're already going to get because you listened to our book club episode about the importance of connection and physical touch, a club with your pet. Like we have Burmese cats. I'm sure there's a Burmese cat club. Um, we have a border collie. Poodle well, and if you have a dog, a taking them to a dog park. Yes, is for sure. Yes. And also the clubs like I there when I was walking Teddy when he's a puppy, a woman came up to me. She like runs the doodle club and she was like, you should join the doodle club or whatever. Oh, I think that's, that's cute. creative. Um, uh, they have here adult kickball leagues, mm -hmm. right? Like I think a sport is something that you can do. Um, meetup is still a thing, right? You go to, to, to meetup. Yeah, it is still you know, a thing. Yeah. And, and look up um, here. There is, med you know, like a class meditation classes here in um, Henderson. We have the Henderson parks and recs and they have very inexpensive classes where you could go to something that you're interested in. Um, also like learning a musical instrument, we have ready, set gig and we have um, the school or of a rock. language. That's oh, a great, yeah. a great point. I think um, it's like different stages of your life and where you are and how to get involved. If you're a new mom or a new parent, there's a lot of new, you know, we saw that stroller, wasn't that stroller strides? I did that. Yeah. I did yeah. stroller strides. Um, there's a lot of like mom fitness things where you can. And I did a, like a support group at like a hospital. I did too. I, well, friends. I joined bump club and you, I think just networking, you get to know other young moms and they may not be the people you stick with, but you kind of evolve. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, in fact, that's how my, one of my good friends, Michelle, that's how we met. It was, we did like a, I don't know, a group of us just got together. We had babies that are around the same age and met at a park and, yeah. um, you know, other or people I job. met through prenatal yoga, right? Yeah, Even when you're pregnant, yeah. um, for sure through your job. I think part of this is what's challenging is because everyone's remote now. Well, um, no, but I mean, like, um, like you can join, like we have. Um, uh, oh, you mean like, like a social workers group, group or yes. or like I'm going to go to the um, Chamber of Commerce meetings or I'm going to whatever. 
You know, actually got me thinking though, too, about friendships, even with work, which is one of the things that I think many of us have a hard time on when we're busy is spending time to connect with colleagues Mm -hmm. and spending time to allow time for small talk, even if you're constantly over Zoom or Teams is having that time to build that connection with your teams rather than just jumping right into an agenda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of things, right? No matter where you are in life, where there is opportunity um, at, at, yeah, at low to no cost to meet people. But again, you have to start with like really thinking, okay, how do I envision this connection to happen? And I have to recognize it's going to take some time and effort and I'm going to be uncomfortable. It might be a bumpy road, but ultimately it's going to be worth it because we are social creatures. Um, We are, what is it called? Like clan creatures, right? Like we are, we are uh, meant to be in groups for survival. Um, And so although you might say, oh, I'm an introvert, um, that doesn't mean that it's healthy and wonderful for you to be working from home and not having human contact. We need purposeful, human contact. And we also need um, physical touch. Yes. Well said, Jess. I think one of the things that in my research that I wanted to also kind of talk through, which was really interesting, is there's a, a psychologist by the name of Robin Dunbar. And I don't know if you've heard of him before, but um, he defines um, friendships. He kind of has a framework in which he's defined friendships and it's called um, Dunbar's Number. And he wrote a book called um, Friendships and Understanding the Power of Our Most Important Relationships. And it really talks a lot about relationships and how to build them. But it it kind of defines different tiers of friendships too. Mm -hmm. You've got um, yourself and like your intimate your intimate circle, which is the closest inner circle. And that's usually like one to two people, let's say, and this isn't hard and fast, but it was sort of a general definition. And that close intimate group is typically your spouse, um, maybe a child, maybe a family member. The next rung is close friends. And on average, this is like him doing a ton of research is about five people. So you on average, people have about five close friends. And then here's what an interesting one, Jess, is the next the next ring is best friends. And so he he defines best friends as having around 15 best friends. And the next round is good, good friends. And so I laugh at this, too, because my girlfriend, Shauna, and I always talked about tears, like certain friends are tears. And it kind of goes back to you talking about boundaries, right? So good friends are around the 50 mark. So those are people that you're seeing regularly, you're sharing a lot of experiences with. Um, And then the next big rung is 150. So on average, it we're it's, it's saying that on average, you have every person has would have about 150 friends. And those are people Mm -hmm. who you know well, um, maybe they are, you're sharing birthday wishes um, and that you're, you're contacting more regularly. And then after that, it kind of gets a little bit lesser. So um, acquaintances, about 500 acquaintances. So maybe acquaintances are your LinkedIn connections, your Facebook friends. Um, things like that. And then the final group is 
or there's kind of two. One is known names. So that is around 1500, which is interesting. So those are people who know your name. People at the coffee shop, maybe um, people you see maybe from school, other parents who know you and you know their names, even though you don't know them well. Mm-hmm. And the final rung is known faces. So that's cool, yeah. right? So not only is it yeah. like you don't know faces or I mean you don't know their names but you recognize faces that's like people in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. and stuff so Mm -hmm. he's done this whole study and he wrote this whole book about different friendships and what they mean and it wasn't like a hard and fast rule on these things it's sort of like these guiding principles of friendships yeah I, I I like that I definitely have heard that in different ways um but I think that will be great to talk with my daughter about right and just kind of recognize that there are tears Right. And that there's not going to be a lot in that intimate inner inner circle. Right. And that the the close friends, um, you know, is actually a little bit more. And I I think as I've gotten older, it's definitely quality over quantity. And I think I used to. And this is when I overfunctioned and had poor boundaries, but have a lot of friends. And like I was exhausted maintaining all of these connections. And it's kind of like what is this relationship doing for me? Right. And it's like, how do I feel when I interact with this person? And it's like, oh, I feel really great with these people. I'm going to kind of start pulling the circle in, maybe not interacting so much with the best friends like I was before. For sure. For sure. I think, um, and things come and go a little bit too, right? So, Mm I find that as well, where maybe you kind of grow apart from a person um, or a group of people, Mm -hmm. and then something happens and you're drawn in to them as well, and you sort of go back and forth. Um, I have a really hard time maintaining uh, friendships or um, regular contact with my college friends. Very few of them live here in the city. Actually, none of them live in the city. Um, and we used to do regular trips, but now life has gotten in the way. We don't see each other as much. And I think many of us worry that we're growing apart and we're trying to find ways to not do that because I think mm-hmm. those friendships are very important. It's important to me um, and finding a way to build that connection. I see them here and there, um, but we don't get together nearly as much as we used to. And you've got it. It's work. It's like yeah. maintaining any other relationship. Well, and that's because you're, I think when you um, couple up, right? Uh, that really impacts those close friends, right? And yeah. then I think for me, it's interesting. I have, um, you inclu- you're included, but I have like three friends that I, I talk to regularly. And um, because you're my friend by choice. Sisters by chance. What is it? Yeah, sisters by chance, friends by choice. Um, but uh, the the community that I'm in with the kids has just kind of, that's just become, I don't know if that would be my best friends or my close friends group is softball. You know, because I'm always taking Gabby, Justin coaches Dom, so I don't know the baseball parents that well. But like just the the softball group we we had like three weeks off and it felt so weird because I realized that has really become a big part of my social network which is well I always kind of talk about it's sort of like um 
my mother-in-law had hard time with my younger child because they didn't connect and bond as much because she didn't come as often as she visited with Weston. And it was, it's, it's different now because they're older, but um, when it's like kids when they're little and friendships now, where it's a frequently occurring denominator, right? If you see somebody more regularly, you, it's easier to maintain a connection because you're sharing more. You have more to talk about too, yeah. right? Um, versus people you don't see as much. It's like, I don't even know what to talk about. Our lives seem very different. I'm doing different things. And part of that is putting the work in to find those yeah. connections too. Yeah, It's interesting, um, I think for us that we have moved around, I do find it very easy to make friends. It's kind of continuing to curate those friendships, right? Mm -hmm. And who you want to have around and who you don't. And maybe setting examples for your kids and working with that. I mean, especially since my kids have change schools i am asking them like hey do you want this kid over or that kid over and i keep trying to pressure wes to have friends over and then he'll say oh you know i was like why don't you hang out with blah 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 and he was like he can be really loud is what he said and so then i was like oh maybe i shouldn't pressure him maybe he doesn't really want to be around that kid but now i'm thinking now that we're talking i should just be like so what that's part of it uh, is like just being well, so particular sometimes that 14 talks by age 14 some really good reasons why you shouldn't force friendships on your kids. But I do think Gabby turned that way where it was like, that's what I'm talking about, that she has to work to maintain friendships because I don't know if Wes feels that way, but they're kind of always on the go. And as they become teens, they really want their alone time. You know, they're in school all day socializing. They're in sports socializing. They want their alone time. So it's like you want to respect that. However, if you're not having people over and doing things, you may not be able to maintain that friendship. So it's a balance of like, you know what I want you to think about, um, you know, the friends that you interact with and what you want to do and who might be someone that you'd like to get to know more. And if it's not having them at home, is there something that you want to do that we can do? You know, well, it's I think with Wes, so each of my kids are different. I do feel like he everyone annoys him or everybody bothers him in a certain degree. And so he is kind of like he almost doesn't have. It's like Gabby. The intimate. I know. Group. Right? He has a couple of close friends and a lot of friends. He does not have a problem making friends. Um, and that's probably okay. That doesn't come till later. I don't think intimates come. I think books and movies and TVs make it seem like we need to have this best friend all the time. Yeah. It doesn't really come until high school and later in life that you begin to have those intimate friendships because you need to mature and know what vulnerability is and all of those things, you know, but, but I, but I think it's just important to have the conversations and to recognize now, right. If you are feeling lonely, you know, uh, explore how you can set that intention to, I love, you know, the term village, the term tribe to curate a tribe, uh, that allows you to feel your healthy and happiest. And also sometimes our tribe, we don't feel good with the current tribe. We got to change it up. So, you know, hopefully this has really helped you, helped inspire you to begin making and creating new relationships and friendships. Yes. I mean, connection is the one of the most important parts about living that, um, you know, your best life, that happy and healthy life that Frank Lipman talked about in his book, How to Be Well. And so, you know, we intended for this to really hope get you thinking and more mindful about those connections and those friendships and how to make new ones. Yeah. Awesome. 
Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.